has anyone ever seen her champion blackness? Well, the one time she tried, the ESPN said, nah. <laughs> because you haven't been championing blackness up to this point. So ESPN had it right in that. We don't need you being on the show being a problem. Because mm. every time you open your mouth on social issues, it's clear where you stand. Why would we invite you to this show, Sage? You've made it clear not to invite you. But all of a sudden, you want to be black when you get left out. You black again. Yup, this is Caesar Walker, the cool, calm, collected one. And I'm Ronnie Gatry, the emotional one. And we are the Tipping Point Podcast, your source for the black male's perspective. Walker! We finna cook! Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Can you come to our game? Podcast. Peace and blessings, beloveds. We want to thank you guys for tuning into the latest and greatest episode. Shout out to all listeners, both new and old. Thank you guys for hanging out with us just for a little bit. And everyone is in town and in the studio. Gatry, how are you? Walker, I'm doing well. Black, how are you? I'm doing well also. Awesome. Everyone's doing well. How about this guy in the white shirt? Doing well. Okay. Doing well. Absolutely. You look exhausted. Do I? Yes. It's been a long week. I can tell. Yeah. Your dreads are hanging lower than normal. That's not because I'm tired. It is. So what else is going on with you? <laughs> uh, Walker, I heard an interesting question on Sway in the Morning this morning. It led to somewhat of a good conversation on the radio. And I was thinking, you know, if I can't think of anything else more compelling, I'm going to throw this at Walker in black. And I think the timing is good, considering some stuff we cannot share on air going on with Black. But um, if if you could live in any other country other than the United States of America, what country would that be? I don't know. Mm. Have you ever thought about that? I have not. Okay. It's good that you haven't. Is it? Yes. Yes. And I found out why while listening. Okay. Well, and it, I think it, it gave me a greater, greater appreciation of the black experience, right? Uh, shout out to Mike Muse, who uh, <laughs> he was asked this question and he gave a great answer. And he talked about his deep love for America, um, even considering all of America's problems. It's America's imperfect. We know that. Um, but he was like, you know, think about it. As interesting of a question as that is, for me to realistically entertain that will be a slap in the face to all of my ancestors that came before us who built this country. Right. And so um, he said, you know, while the, you know, it, cause it was a lighthearted, you know, segment or whatever, but and he was like, while this question is lighthearted in nature, it kind of hits me a little different. And, uh, you know, I never, I never really considered like that viewpoint of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if that if that thought enters your mindset when you hear that question, but um, but yeah, I, I I thought it was thought that was a very compelling viewpoint. Hmm. I, I never would look at it as a slap in the face. I mean, maybe that's this is just where my ancestors wanted to live. 
Did they? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. They wanted to live? I mean, I'm thinking about when I say my ancestors, I'm thinking about like grandmother, great grandmother. You're not going back to Africa. Oh, I'm not going that far back. Obviously, they didn't. But I'm just saying like the ones who are here. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you say built, I'm, I'm thinking of generations after slavery that really wanted to, to sustain a legacy for their families. You no, know? I'm going back further than that, Walker. So you're going back to slavery. Built the country. Like, a lot of, lot of hard-earned labor on the backs of people who trace back in our ancestry. Right? Yeah. You're not limited to the ones that were just born here? No, 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 no. I'm going I, back further. Because that's what I was thinking. Is it is it is it fair to say in assessing who built this country? I get that, that reference. Yeah, but is it but if comparing the two, the generations where you start where you where you are thinking from and where I'm going back to, is it fair to for, fair for me to say, well, that generation you're referencing did not build this country? Okay. I, I don't know if it is. I'm asking constructively. You, you, you have n- not necessarily, but but I think as you've gone further in response to what I said, you've, yeah. you've kind of shaped what that argument was in terms of ancestors. Gotcha. You're referring to those who actually built the infra- not necessarily infrastructure, but the economy, which basically helped this country become what it is today. Correct. Our ancestors are those ancestors responsible for it. Correct. I don't know if that I, I don't know if I look at that as a slap in the face to them. Okay. I mean, if you just so happen to find out where you come from and you want to go back there, I don't think, you know, I think if you gave them an option, if they could go back to where they came from, they probably would. Sure. Right? All right. So I, I don't I don't know if I look at it in that regard. But I mean I, I, I do I do see the point that you want to at least see this thing through in this country that that there's been so much blood, sweat, and tears poured in on the behalf of our ancestors. I get that. Okay. Yeah. Can we set that aside and just be? That was really deep. The way <laughs> so it's hard it. to set aside, isn't it? I mean, that was really deep how he, where he took it. I, yeah. You said it was lighthearted, so I was like, well, I the question was, and then he t- he turned up on it. <laughs> so and I and, and it, as I was listening to it, it just it just hit me, and I was just like, man, yeah, this guy's right because. If you were to ask me the same question, y'all know where I'm going. What, Greece? No. Ghana? No. I thought about Ghana. I would actually like to visit Ghana before I say I would want to live there. But I that is a place I would like to go visit. Why is that? Just based off what you know. Uh Ghana is really accepting towards people uh, black people in the US. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So that has made me kind of intrigued. And I've been seeing a lot of people like visiting that visiting Ghana, like people who make trips to Africa. I've been sure. seeing them visiting that. I've got a close friend who spent entire summer in Ghana. Yeah, yeah, and she just raved about it. This was this was a long time ago, but yeah, she okay. brought me a nice piece of artwork. I thought that was pretty cool. It is pretty cool. Yeah. So Ghana does like when he mentioned Ghana, I was like, oh, you know, that was in the back of my mind as places I would like. I have thought about yeah. You know, okay, yeah, yeah. But where y'all, would, where would y'all really go? don't know. No, this this is where you tell those of us who are listening. In. I would go to Nassau, Bahamas. Like that. That's oh. a no brainer for me. Oh, I was thinking Kingston. It, <laughs> Kingston, Bahamas. It, Jamaica. For 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 those of you listening who don't know about my my roots and my ties to the Bahamas, 
my mom was born and raised there. So I have family there. So for me, it makes sense. Like, you know, I've already got something established there. So why don't yeah. you? Are you, ever, are you ever seriously considering it? Uh, you know, Walker, to be honest. No. Before. <laughs> It's only one or two answers. No. It's only one or two not answers. Not with me. Not with the emotional one. Uh, Fair enough. Before I met my bride and decided to walk her down the aisle, one you of didn't walk her down the aisle. But she, she met you there. I walked her up. Continue. <laughs> you were there. You saw it. You were there too. I know you didn't. I know. I walked her up. Her dad walked her down. I walked her up. Okay. She was my bride then. Right, you were there, right? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm having an out of body experience. Wait, then or now? <laughs> Both. <laughs> yes. No. Um. Before before she and I got serious, it was one of my uh, one of my dreams was to retire in Nassau. No longer is. <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. What? Why? Why did that change? Uh, you never shared that with. Or, yeah. or, was that, or was that based on you being single? It was based on me being single. But yeah, I shared it with her. Oh, okay. I shared it with her. That's one and, of my... And that's how she responded? She laughed <laughs> <in the face? laughs> it's, um, I just don't think it's as realistic because there are other factors in play here, right? Like, like I mean, we have children. There are children in the Bahamas. Yeah. They do? No children aren't, children aren't allowed in the Bahamas? I, not the last time I went. Wouldn't, wouldn't that put you closer to like the, the theme parks in Florida? And also, like, wouldn't wouldn't you want your children to kind of like be exposed to where they come from? Well, they don't come from Nassau. I don't come from Nassau. Roots, you know what I mean by sure, that. sure. But the, I guess the the likelihood of my boys establishing a life here in their adulthood very high. They don't know any different. Um. So I'm just I'm just thinking like if I'm blessed to see that age or if I'm even blessed to retire when it comes to things like, you know, uh, in-laws and grandchildren, like. I'd hop on a plane to see him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like and, and in but fact, you're talking about but but even this, this this would be irrelevant because you're if you're retired, they will be uh, adults by that point. Right. 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 But. But my, I guess my viewpoint on that, again, I formulated this dream while it was just me. There was no one else. Gotcha. Right? So you want to be close to them. Yeah. And I want to I want to experience that. I want to have the joy that, you know, my parents have if they decide to have kids, you know. You actually saw a future where you would not be married? Oh, yes. I thought I've talked about that here before. Have I not? I mean, you may. Yeah, I, I, dude, I, I don't, dude, you, I don't dude, think you did. Let's let's unpack Oh my goodness. Yes. And in fact, I remember purchasing the ring for my wife still with a lot of doubt. Yes. Not doubt about marrying her, but doubt that it was actually going to happen. Why were you doubting that? Just because I had just, I had just bought into this whole mindset that it was just going to be me for the duration. What gave you that? What gave you that? idea that it was going to be you for the duration dude like i just was not having a lot of successful women (laughs) if i'm just being honest about it and there were there were different avenues i was trying that just were not happening different things i wanted in terms of women different women i i what do you call it pursued Mm -hmm. and it just just did not work just did not click how many how many are we talking 
too. Okay. <laughs> so you still, but so because of that, you had doubts. Yeah. And I, I was like, I was ready to embrace that. And I joke with my wife now, like her ring is my theater room. Because I was saving up for a theater room to build in the third bedroom of the house I had at the time. And, like, that's all I was focused on. Interesting. Dude, and I still want a theater room. <laughs> okay. Why don't you go get a theater room? I got to take the ring off. I know it get contracted. Hit it, hit it again. That was a joke. <laughs> I didn't know. You didn't get it. You I don't, still don't know. Still, what he's don't, t- still don't know what he's talking about. A good ring contractor. Don't worry about it. So back to back to back back to. Listen, they have the the plane has landed. They have offboarded. They got their luggage. They're not waiting on. They get picked up by the Uber. It's flown <laughs> over your head. Let's not revisit that. So. That's very interesting that you had doubts about. Why do you think that it is? Do you just because feel like I'm lame? <laughs> well, that's okay. So, okay. Now you're just taking me where I thought we were going to go. So all the self-deprecating humor, you never thought that maybe the two women that you decided to pursue just wasn't for you. Uh, no, I, I always thought I was part of the issue. Like I would never with these two another therapy session coming on, but go ahead <laughs> with these two in particular, I, I made sure I was really, really intentional about not introducing any marital pressure, even though like at y'all that, were, da- y'all were dating. Uh, one of them I was dating. The other one I was just trying to date so bad, but I really, really was crazy about her. Friend zone, yeah, yeah. Ultimate friend zone, ultimate friend zone. But in my heart, I was like, "Well, this could this could still work." (laughs) It didn't. You you remember her? You know, you're optimistic. I mean, you're still optimistic. You remember her? I do. Yes. Okay. Um, you've seen her before. Do you think that if you were single today, you would have a shot with them? Yeah. Why? Mm. Why you say why you say that? Cuz I'm different now. Like I'm I as self-deprecating as I could be at times. Like I think I've experienced enough to give myself more credit than I did back then. Breakthrough. What? That's saying a lot seems though you don't give yourself credit now. I know, but think think about think about there's still there's still like progress there though. Okay. Like I'm thinking about you think you'd be more confident? In yeah, yeah. If uh, going back to my wife and I, I because that like that wasn't even supposed to happen. So like the pressure was off, guards were down. Like that was not that was not supposed to happen. And what I mean by that is like we cannot stand each other. When did you realize you liked her? Still <sighs> waiting. <laughs> you want the Jeopardy view? No, no, I'm not gonna do that. Uh, when did you realize you liked Because at some point you had to realize you liked her And you start pursuing her Because I know you say like man we ain't like her well, we, we just hanging out the yeah. But but you didn't get Like her, her or loved her I would think you have to like her first True true. 
You know so, what I'm saying? Like, so at, what, at what I'm point? Really, I'm really at, trying to think. At what point did you did thing that like did things turn and you was like, you know what? I am really feeling her. I'm actually going to be very intentional about certain things about how I interact with her. I'm going to be more thoughtful of that. Yeah. Do this types of thing. I want to take her here. I want to do like when did that shift become? Because because by that point that by the time that happens, it's no longer oh I never planned for that. Da 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 da. Uh, I'm spitballing here on time frame, but y'all just kind of work with me. Okay. I know it was probably about anywhere between eight months to a year after knowing her. When did y'all start hanging out? Hanging out, hanging out, hanging out. Maybe a year after, like I was first introduced to her. Okay, so eight months. What happened at eight months again? Uh, I remember. She uh, she and I were out with some We were in a church group This, young was, this group. was after she was helping you with whatever she was helping Yeah you. yeah like when she when she helped me Decorate my house Like I had her I had her decorate to a certain point for budgetary Reasons then I kicked her to the curb And then there was like a period of like Oh yeah I know her she helped me Decorate my house and that was it Right but we were in The same social circle and we Kind of kind of knew each other Good church through the church, yeah, the young adult ministry. Um, we kind of knew each other. We weren't necessarily on as bad term, as bad of terms as we were when we first met each other. Because I, I started off with a terrible, terrible joke, but um, <laughs> but uh, it was still like, oh yeah, she's cool. She helped me decorate my house, and I actually recommended her to another guy who was uh, who was uh, either building a house or buying a house at the time. But anyway, we were we were having like a game night or something. And yes, it's coming back to me now. We were having a game night and we were playing taboo. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like I consider myself like that's a taboo the, boy, king. That's the game of Christian singles, if I <laughs> goodness gracious. <laughs> Continue. I consider myself to be the taboo king. Like, yeah, like you want that taboo smoke, I'm here to bring it to you, right? Uh, but she I was I had the cards. She was on the team that was guessing. And dude, I was saying one word. Yeah, flip the card. I'd say one word. Yeah, flip the card. I'd say one word. Yeah, flip the card. And I was thinking, because y'all know how tangled my mind is. <laughs> and I'm like, she is getting this. I don't know if this is because we have spent time together, even though it was just for like. So uh, she completed your for, sentences and you knew that she was the one? <laughs> well, it, that's when I that's when I started to think. <laughs> That's what I started to think like, well, this is this is different. This is unique, you know. So you start seeing her in a different light because she got you. That was the I guess that was the spark. Okay. And so because I remember after we got done, I was asking her, I was like, how'd you how'd you pick up on some of these cryptic one word get, you know, attempts I was getting out here? She's like, I don't know. She's like, we're in the zone. We won. Of course, I don't lose in taboo. Uh, <laughs> but that kind of started something. Right. And then, of course, we're, we're in the same social circle. So, like, when we would go out to eat, maybe I would sit next to her. Maybe. Yeah. At, at a certain point. Yeah, I <laughs> wasn't. Like, you make at a certain point, just, I was intentional about it. But like, I just got shuffled together. Or but something. Early like, on, <laughs> early on, I don't think I was trying to is what I'm saying, Walker. Early on, I don't think I was trying to. I think it just kind of happened. OK, is and that then, fair? And then at some point you was like, no, I want to sit, sit next to her again. Yeah. When she started telling me about my temporalis lobe or temporalis muscle in my head. 
my wife's a uh, medical professional, so okay. I think I think this is one of my best jokes ever. She did not laugh, but I think it's one of my best jokes ever. We're sitting at the table. We're at uh, Los Compadres Mexican Joint over in Homewood. Like people know what that is, and um, <laughs> that was that was critical to the story. <laughs> And so I'm sitting by her and I forget what we were talking about. She's just gazing at my head. And she's like, man, you you have a really enlarged temporalis lobe or temporalis muscle. And so I leaned in and I said, how much longer do I have to live? I'm totally with your wife. <laughs> no one laughed. It was a group of us, and I am like about to faint. <laughs> to this day, it still chuckles me to this day. I was like, man, one day somebody's gonna realize the genius of this joke. <laughs> well, somebody already did. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, one person already did. So I mean, you mean enough someone else? <laughs> yes. Oh, gotcha. I, hey, good luck. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So we were, and she was, she was accepting of these terrible jokes. But um, but yeah. So then it just through that, and so you know, the first the first few times I asked her out, she turned me down. So what made you continue to pursue her? I felt like the, I don't, it's hard to explain. I felt like there's something different with us, like something different. Like, like I, I think I think exploring our origins of our relationship, something about the fact that there was no pressure. Is that what separates her? Wait, yeah. that was because, because there was pressure with the other women. Yeah, but I was generating that pressure with her. It was like, oh, she hates my guts. So there's no I can't make this any worse. <laughs> That's how it started. That's how it started. She, did she, she really hate She didn't guts. hate my guts. I say that for a fact, Walker. It's provocative. Walk with me. It's part of your last name. Um, <laughs> I've been dying to say that. You're O for tonight. I am. I am. Go ahead. I, am, but I, I keep shooting, though. I keep. That's <laughs> what yeah, I encourage you to do. And that's how you ended up with Tab. <laughs> um. Did she what, laugh at any of your jokes? Now, yeah, she she laughed at more early on. But I mean, like my jokes get stale because I use the same ones because I think they're funny. I got it. But like I think about yesterday, I was telling her about a PTO meeting, and like she had to like stop me. She was like, "Hold on, you did what?" And she was just like, "It's a laughter I remember from like our dating time." Mm-hmm. But it was something that really ha- I didn't think any of it was funny. But as I'm telling her what happened at this PTO meeting, she cannot contain herself. Oh, go figure. Good for good for both of y'all. I don't know. That's that's not funny stuff. Temporalis lobe. Killer at the parties, huh? Oh my goodness! Only at the the better parties. I can't just say that anywhere. Shouldn't have said it here. <laughs> but yeah, you're really making me think, though. About about just like I want to come up with something tangible that was different. I just want to know, like I know you keep saying, like man, we we went da da da, and I get it. I get your point because. It wasn't like you had that, oh my God, I just got to be like those butterfly type 
Oh, she's oh, like she's initially. The, yeah, uh, you know how you like the other two women that you may have been infatuated with, right? Yeah. It wasn't there, but you you had a connection with her that you perhaps may not have had with the other two. Yes, and I think that got you to thinking. I want more of that connection. Right. Okay. But traveling back to your initial question, had it not been for her, yeah, I'd, I'd still be single today, probably. How do you know that? I don't uh, think you. I don't. I don't. I you mean, don't think so? You think I'd find somebody on these streets? You did find somebody. So who's to say you couldn't find someone else? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I don't know. I I think I'm telling you what I think. Now, my well, maybe you're right because my whole because if it was now at 39 years old, yeah, my approach would be different. Well, this dating scene is crazy, so maybe not. Mm. I think as you get older, you're able to handle rejection better. Especially if you're, putting, think, if you're putting yourself out there, yes. Yeah, I think that's a fact, though. Yeah. Yeah. You think the rejection was just earth-shattering for you at the, at the time? For one of them, yeah. Yeah. You know who it is, Black. Don't say the name, but you know who it is. Okay, I won't say the name. She may be listening for all I know. He doesn't even know. He does. Okay. You keep telling yourself that. Okay. Um, very interesting though. Really, the, the very, very. I'm guessing this is nothing you can relate to. In terms of what? In terms of like, did you ever at one point think it was gonna just be you? No. Okay. What? What's with the? What's with the extra sauce with that? Um, no, I, that never crossed my mind. Never crossed my mind. No, I always knew I was gonna be married. You knew you were or you knew you wanted to was going to be Mm, claim it. Absolutely. Like I already knew that was a that was a I knew that was a fact. I'm Caesar Walker. I'm gonna marry somebody. No, I didn't say it like that. (laughs) I knew I would be married. Somebody going to take this. (laughs) No, I didn't say it like that. (laughs) <laughs> that is not what I said. <laughs> not not anybody. Well, not somebody. Anybody, anybody. Somebody. You're different. Okay. No, but no. I, I was no. I I knew I would be married for sure. I knew that was that was definite. I mean, because yeah, that was just my expectations. That was always my expectation. Mm. I I knew that. I knew that. I didn't want to waste a lot of time when it came to that. Wow. Like if I found someone and I think as I matured, as I matured that I wanted to, I was, I was very intentional about the type of women I selected. You know what I mean? And so is that, is that? No, it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> to hear you say I was intentional about who I selected. Yeah. Like, dude, that's a flex. Is I mean, it? It just sounds like he had a uh, plan for his life and he just followed that plan. No, 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 it doesn't. That sounds like a flex. It's not. Flex in what way? Just like, because like I didn't have a selection, right? You had, you had options. You just didn't exercise all your options. Yeah, you, you selected too. They just didn't choose you back. And that ha- got to be some sound effect for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and that's not and that, and I promise you that's no shade because that's something all men deal with. Rejection, right? Right. She still has to choose you, even though you chose her. 
Right? Right. Do you, you really get that? You don't sound convinced at all. <laughs> you really you don't I, get that? I don't. To, to me. Because I've been, I mean, I've dealt with rejection. Like what you, you? dealt with. <laughs> yes, I've dealt with rejection. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't see that, Walker. Why? Because you're, I mean, look at you, man. What do you, what, what, what about me? You got flowing locks. <laughs> Even back then, they can look at me. They can look at me and say, "Oh, look at those locks." Man, what do you have? What do you get these locks? <laughs> no, no. I think that's... the difference maybe is how he handled the rejection between the two of you guys. Yeah, you care to unpack okay. that? Sure. Classic example. I, I I know what it's like to to be friend zoned. Absolutely. But we evolve. I mean, I evolved. I learned so much from that experience. Here's the flex in that. But but I get to that. I get to that. I worked on building. The mistake I made was building or working on the friendship because I knew that whoever I get with, I want us to actually be have that built in. Because if we're going to do this long term, we got to like each other. And. The girl liked me, right? But in terms of like that romantic connection, I'm not sure if we ever for really had that when I look back on it in hindsight. Now, I liked her. It could have been a romantic connection because, I mean, if you're physically attractive, it can always be a romantic connection. But I'm not sure at the, at the time she knew what she wanted and what she was looking for, Right. And because I was always accessible, I'm not sure if I presented the challenge to her for real. So when I asked her out, she actually declined when I asked her out. Now, after that, I distanced myself and she sensed it. I wasn't as available. No, let's, you're fast forwarding too much. Tell us about that night in Marvin's room. And what happened? The, the, I want to know how the rejection hit you. I don't care about the separation. How did that initial rejection hit you? How, how about you do this? How about you continue letting me tell my story, and then you'll get that answer. That would be the respectful thing to do. Gotcha. All right, let me chill, Walker. So after the distance, we hung out later on. It was around the holidays. Never forget it. And by this point, she... She, she we met up we're talking and she addressed you know the fact that you know there's i have been kind of distant or whatever and she wanted us to just be friends i was like okay because i'd already friends on her myself like i was like i've kind of moved on right so her thing was and i think there was a there was another guy that she was dating like interested in so she you know dating him i was like that's cool you know, I was I was cool. I handled it very mature, no spice, no nothing, right? I think that dude and her, I think they broke up maybe like a month or so later or something like that. And two months after they broke up, me and my now wife started dating. And you can tell when that bothers that person this is where the flex comes in because i when i when i 
said that we were good, like I moved on. Like after that, I moved all the way on. And cause I was looking, I was looking. And so when I'm, when I began pursuing my wife, now wife, she reciprocated all systems go. And I could tell because the, the girl who I was pursuing is in similar circles. I could sense there was like a, Oh, you really not available, huh? That type of vibe, that vibe I got from her. So yes, I've experienced rejection, but you got to keep shooting, right? Yes. So that was, that was the thing that I learned and I, I handled it well. I learned from that. I learned that in some cases, depending on you, I just don't make myself as available. Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing my own thing. I'm not at your every wake and beck and call, right? I'm, I'm, I got my own life. I'm doing my own thing. If I'm, if I establish relationships, I'm, I'm going to see what it's, I'm not waiting on you to make up your mind. So that was, a, that was a lesson I learned from, from, from that experience. And had I just been waiting for her to just, you know, figure it out, I would have missed my, my wife. So, I've, I've, I've had experiences with that. So, and that's what I'm saying in, in regards to you. Like it had the beauty of it is that you're married, you met your wife, but if you, if you hadn't met her, if it wasn't her, you got to keep your eyes open and know what you want. And by the time my wife came around, I knew what kind of woman I wanted. So when I saw her, I locked in. So that's that. That makes sense. No words. None. What do you say after that? I don't know. Well, I do have a question if you feel like answering it now. How did you deal with that rejection? How did I deal with it? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't easy, but I realized. Hmm. Next. Just sound like you turned the page and kept going. I guess but when you have a selection, you can do that. But he said, you he did a, one. I, "Now, did you like when you, you cut things off with that uh, the uh, other female?" Yeah, did you know your wife at that point, or did you meet her afterwards? Did I know her? Know of her, or know her? Know her? No, no, I think no of her is, is a right. I knew, I, I knew of. Okay, yeah. I knew of. But no, I was all I, I was on. I'll be honest to you. After that whole de- deal, I was like, "Well, what I'm not fixing to do is just keep hovering or keep or make myself. I'm not. I'm not making myself available to this female anymore. Like, uh, if we can, if yes. she wants to hang out, we can hang out. But it's gonna be platonic. It's gonna be platonic." See that that's what I lacked. Yeah, like if if she wants to hang out with me, I'm not asking to hang out with you. If you want to hang out with me, that's and I'm not available and I'm yeah, and I'm available, cool. And I'm available, which means I can make myself not available. True. If I want to. Right. But if I feel like making myself available, it is platonic. Know that much. You set the rules. Yeah. Yeah, because now my energy is not with you anymore. It's with someone else. I'm giving my time, my energy, and that to some someone else who's going to reciprocate. 
you bowed out. So you're out. <laughs> There's no back in. You right. know what I mean? So yeah. so when I got that that notion, I was, yeah. I was I was it, it didn't take me long to move. Again, like I told you, this this occurred in a matter of months after that when I met my like and when when I met my wife, we hit the ground running. Like the second date we went out, I told her what my intentions were. We were off to the races. Whoa. Off to the races. Whoa. Second date? Second date. Second date. But you expecting eight months to a year? I mean, every situation is different. And then, of course, you How? you seem like one of those situations. You seem like one of those situations that I hear, like, like when you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it seems like you have a lot even of that. But even if I didn't know, I would be very forthcoming as to where I am in life. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. You can you can you can talk about what your intentions intentions are when you know where you are in life. Right. Right? Yeah. So if I'm dating with the intention to marry, then whoever I'm hanging out with needs to know that. Because if you're not dating with the intention to marry, I'm not gonna waste your time and my time. Is that a foreign concept? I'm just I'm comparing it to mine. We weren't. We were not there. We were not. Were, but but y'all was just y'all. What were, we were y'all just doing? hanging? Like I I just feel like there was no intent. There was no intent. Like when the when the intent kind of arise, it was kind of like because remember I had a lot of doubt. I was like you know yeah I'm still kicking it with you. I am feeling you. <laughs> Ultimately. But in my heart, I'm still like, uh, something's going to go wrong with this. Probably going to be something I do. Still plan to be by yourself and plan to build that theater room in the third bedroom. Mm. So, of course, with me knowing that, with that being on my heartstrings, there's no, I can't share that intent with her. I should have. No, you did right. <laughs> you did right in not sharing that. <laughs> Good God, I would not have shared that. <laughs> I, well, at least I knew enough at the time because we were having, at this point, we were having such a good time. It was like, this could be a buzzkill. So, like, subconsciously, I felt like that wasn't the right thing to say. But I'm thinking about the energy I was getting from her. It wasn't any like, hey, what are your intents with me? And this, like, after I met her parents and everything. That's how you would have approached it? No, no, no. I'm telling you what, what her energy was. She never came to me and asked me what my intentions were. Do you ever know why? <laughs> Maybe she didn't want to marry me too. <laughs> you don't know? Uh, I don't. I don't. I'll have an answer by our next recording, but interesting. But it was like I just think about how much time went by, and then finally it's just kind of like, and and of course I started the conversation. Gotcha. I started the conversation. It was like, hey, look, <laughs> I like I. I have no problems with this. Like, I don't mind riding out with this. Okay. Did you Those weren't my exact words. They were probably a lot more I deconstructed you're, you're, than that. You're paraphrasing, I'm sure. No, it's probably worse what I said to her. Okay. <laughs> Give yourself credit. I no, no, no. I was a different place there. Sure. And what what I'm saying is is that I don't not what I'm not sure of is I'm not sure if my wife is an outlier. I'm not sure. But she came back and was very impressed with the fact that 
I was very forthcoming about my intentions early on. Dude, I'm impressed. Right? So, and again, I can't, because again, I, every, every female, every relationship I got into, I was, a, I, I had picked, I took some lessons from the previous relationship and began to do some things differently. So what I learned different, what I learned from the past, the girl who I was hanging out with, I learned to be very intentional and honest about what I wanted. So when I met my now wife, I'm like, let's not waste time. The reason we're hanging out, I'm enjoying this. This is great. Da, 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 da. I'm interested in da, 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 da. I'm interested in you. Right. And this is what I told her, you know, paraphrasing almost close to what I said. I want to get to know you. I want I'm I'm looking at being in a committed relationship. I want us those are my intentions, but I want us to take our time getting to know each other. I want you to get to know me just as much as I want to get to know you. And what I want us to do is just kind of assess how things are going, be transparent and honest and update each other. And if it's not going, if it's going south, it's not going well. We can let each other know we can just continue to be friends or be cool. Right. But if it is, we can continue to see how it progresses, but we'll always be communicating throughout. That was basically what I told her. She was down. Who wouldn't be? (laughs) So, so, and and again, I don't know if that was her, you know, I'm pretty sure a lot of women will want that. But then again, you have to be in a certain place with two people to come together and that works, she has to be in a place where she's looking for something as well. Right. Right. Something, yeah. uh, a committed relationship, not, not going out to eat just to eat or going out just to look for, you know, a good time. You're looking for something of substance, right? So that works with that person. But if you're forthcoming, you can weed out people who have other intentions. So that, that was my whole approach about that and then you don't have to go through this whole exercise that spans weeks and months and you figure out oh such and such was here for i was not i was here for something else you know what i mean you're just not wasting time yeah so that's that was that was my whole thing there and you know the for me the the value of that is what you said earlier like you knew exactly what you were going out there for sure sure your boy across the white table did not all i knew that i wanted that time in my life was a light-skinned black woman with long hair and that was the end of it wow being honest and admitting that yeah so you can't so i guess i say this to say like I had did I did a little obviously I had matured a lot by that point. Sure, but you you have to get to a point where you know who you are and where you are in life. Yes, and the female that's or you know I think you got to be very intentional about your friends and relationships and the whole nine. But depending on where you are and where you're going, you have to you have to you have to know that you're looking for relationships that fit where you're heading, right? And so if you're heading somewhere and you're looking for you're looking for a helper, if if you want to be married and you're looking for someone like that, then it it changes how you start viewing women in that regard. Even though they may be attractive, they may be this and that, 
you observing that. But you remember I told you I observed my now then wife's behavior, how she carried herself. Yeah, loved how she carried herself. That was very attractive. Like it was like, mm, I think I may, I think I may see what she's talking about. Like if we if we got some chemistry and we can talk, oh, off to the races. And that's yeah. what made it so easy by the second date. For me to say that because I'd already vetted you, ready, you out. Yeah. I'd already vetted you out Keep by that point. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you just, you know, that, that that by that point I knew. And even then my pops would put the uh, the 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 thought in my head. You should you should pursue marriage, not just some girlfriend, mm. because it's gonna, if, if you just if, if marriage isn't the goal, you're going to have that's going to be something you have to be talked into. Because you got a different goal You got a different agenda Right and so my pop kind of put the bug In my head you know you 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 need a wife you need to pursue marriage So I was been always kind of wired that way Um I was always kind of relationship Oriented so It was easy for me to make that transition Okay Well there you have it folks Playology 101 by Caesar Walker. <laughs> Who are you praying for? <laughs> My wife. <laughs> Poor thing. She had no idea. Well, I have no prayer list. None? None. I have, there were four people who were recently shot at Timberview High School in Arlington, Texas. Um, apparently, there was a student, 18 years old, of uh, Timothy Simpkins. Did you, y'all hear about this? Yes. Um, allegedly, uh, I guess it was some type of altercation of some sort. And according to the family, they alleged that he had been, been being bullied at school. And it was a situation that resulted in him shooting four people one sustained minor injuries three were taken to the hospital uh timothy is being charged with three counts of assault with a deadly weapon but according to authorities they didn't look at it as just some um i think i think they understand that there's some context to what's going on um it's not a good situation either way and if that that is that allegation is true of Timothy it's just it makes it even more sad that this is what the result of bullying resulted in is I don't know if the people who were shot were involved in this altercation oh, or yeah. if it was just stray bullets or what I don't know but uh prayers are everyone affected by this this is this is just a sad unfortunate situation but goodness gracious yeah. man um do you have a praise report no I, I thought about another prayerless thing dude so we had like terrible weather here mm-hmm. earlier this week. And dude, I didn't realize that we had deaths in the greater Birmingham area. Like people, I didn't know that either. yeah, the, the, I, I was reading this morning about uh, two people near where we live were in a car that capsized and they drowned. Mm. Yeah, dude. And um, so, yeah, so a lot of folks right now hurting, a lot of folks dealing with flood situations sure. and the like. So um, prayers for them. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Who's your praise report? Uh, Keisha Knight Pulliam. Did y'all hear about her? Remarried, and it feels so good. Married. For those who don't know, that's Rudy of the Cosby Show. Oh, that's right. 
Um, married, married actor Brad James. I've seen him in in some some stuff. Um, they recently got hitched, so congrats to those two. Did you have any others? Nope. Netflix and Howard University had established a five point four million dollar scholarship in honor of the late Chadwick Boseman. Wow! So that's a good look for both Netflix and Howard, and whoever is the beneficiary of that scholarship fund. And RIP to the late chat with Bozeman. Um, discuss the trash. You ready to get into it? Let's get into it. What you got? Rachel Lindsay. I know y'all want to talk about this, so I won't even ask the question. Rachel Lindsay? Talk to Baxterette? Yes. Discuss the trash. Let's discuss this because I think I know where this is going. Okay. Look. Look, y'all. I know Walker and I, we've had our backdoor conversations about naming the Player of the Week award after Sage Steele. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I suggested that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, is so this Sa- about Sage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sage Steele's been in. She's been heavy. This is a, so this is a this is a pretty loaded. Yes, d- but okay. But I'm gonna you, set it you, up. Do you have some Sage stuff? I have a lot of Sage stuff. Okay, okay. So okay. let's combine forces here. Set, do your part. Okay. Do your part, and whatever you whatever you're done with, I'll pick up the rest. Okay. About cool. That? Cool. Okay. So Sage Tag Steel, me in when you're done. Okay. Sage Steel has been heavy in the news wave news cycle this Boy, week. Boy, has she? Man, talking about ESPN and their vaccine standards. Uh, talking to Jay Cutler about it. Right. Well, um, there's some other stuff too. But what and, I want to, by the way, Jay Cutler is a former NFL thank quarterback. You, that's that's who, why who has a podcast, Uncut with Jay, which she was she was on, and they talked through a few topics that made its way to news. Right. Go ahead. One of which, um, Rachel Lindsay, and yes, thank you, Black Rachel Lindsay, former Bachelorette, some TV show on ABC that I've never watched. Um, she was on a podcast. I want, I want to get this right. I think it's Van Latham. Yeah, she was on the Van Latham. Higher yeah, Higher Learning podcast. And she went on record by saying when she first met Sage Steele, <laughs> Sage's opening did comments. You, did you hear this? You didn't hear this, did you? Well, I heard about the Rachel Lindsay, though, because I keep up the Bachelor Nation a little bit. You. Oh, I don't judge. No, you, okay. You're judge. You're thank, judging. Thank you. Thank you're you. Judging. Thank you. Okay. And I, I'm glad you caught me on that because gotcha. I was about to. I don't care. Judge I, away. I know. He, I know you don't. You're good. But I was. I caught you right I'm before. Just coming from a dark place. Um. So yeah, Rachel Lindsay, who I think from hearing this little clip, somewhat idolized Sage still for being a woman of color. That's heavy in the media, right? Especially sports media. So she talks about how when she first met Sage Steele, she was starstruck. It was great. Sage Steele comes out and says, I'm so thrilled, Rachel Lindsay, that you didn't pick a black man on The Bachelorette. I'm so glad you didn't feel the pressure that black America puts on us to choose black just because we're black. I'm thrilled. You go, girl. You bachelorette, you. Walker, I've got a problem. Which is? I've got a problem. I got a big problem. 
I know, I know Sage Steele is clickbait. She's low-hanging fruit. I get it. She says provocative things. She, like Jay Cutler says, is the sports version of Candace Owens, right? I think there's some type of genius-level brilliance to what Sage Steele is doing. Uh, okay. But okay, go ahead. <laughs> uh, Sage, I little cannot. Reachy, little reachy, but okay. Well, Jay. Huh? For Jay Cutler? You're talking about Jay Cutler is? Yeah, you, you saw that. You saw that. I've never listened to Jay Cutler. No, no. It was in that same... It should have been the same article you picked the thing up from. You talked about... on the podcast. You say Jay Cutler is like... Jay, Cutler's, Jay is Cutler like, told Sage that she is the ESPN or sports version of Candace Owens. Owens. Yeah. Still yeah. reach. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Wow. Well, that well, lets me know I need to listen to his podcast. <laughs> that's, that's still... That's a reach, too. Okay. Well, they both agreed. Um, Sage still has I'm a lot sure of respect for Candace Owens. Sure she does. Um, but yeah, I got a problem with this. Um, Sage, look, what's your, man. What's your problem? Like, I don't think the fact that Rachel Lindsay did not go black is something that necessarily should be celebrated. Like, I don't. Who did Rachel pick? Oh, okay. no, no, no. Don't give me the name. Give me the ethnicity. I think he's Hispanic. He's Hispanic, okay? So, like, there's a part of me. That would celebrate that just because seemingly maybe at the time that's who Rachel was happiest with. But when you bring the shade, Sage, and you say, I don't care about who you're happy with. I'm just glad you didn't go black. That is going to hit me. Okay. Right. I mean, I get that. You're a black man. Yeah. And most of the time. Okay. Okay. Good. I I thought y'all were letting me live. I didn't know. I didn't know where I was for a second. But um, I mean the police. They they think you're black. So okay, too shy. Um, but yeah. So like, I get it. Does it have anything to do with Sage being married to a white man? I don't know. But like, this is like black male bashing man, and I cannot, I cannot sit here and stand for that. Do black men? Do we have our issues? Of course we do. But what species of humanity doesn't? Okay. You know, ours get put on the forefront. Our stuff gets put out there. I was talking to a friend of mine a day, right? And we were talking about somebody we know who got caught up in a sexual harassment situation where he works, right? And I'm thinking like, and I told him, I said, man, that been me? Y'all won't see me again, right? This is part of the stigma we carry for whatever reason. But Sage, like, if she was here, I would just ask her like, okay, well, where's this coming from? Like, who hurt you, Sage? Sit down here on the Tipping Point podcast and tell me who hurt you to the point to where you're celebrating when people do not choose black men. Okay. I'm done. How you feel? You feel better? I feel vindicated. Just by saying that? Yes, dude. This this like this hit me, bro. Did? Yeah. Gotcha. You know what? You know what? Another thing. Another. Anyone done? Go ahead. You know another. And another thing. And another thing. (laughs) Let me tell. Let me tell you why this hit me. Let me tell you why this hit me. Just because we're we're and this is this is great. I'm so glad we're shaping this discussion the way we are. Because I remember one one of the conversations I had with my wife before we got married was like I guess I guess to use your term selection. Okay. So the, the picture my wife painted for me while she was in med school or dental school, whatever they call it, she told me about what she saw. She said, you know what? 
I didn't see many black men practicing or studying or learning at this level. Mm-hmm. But this is a huge part of my life at this time. This is what I see. And she even told me that even she, at one point in her life, thought that her fate in terms of marriage or relationships was going to be with a white male. Now, disclaimer, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, especially if that's like in the circles you walk in and that's all you see. You do what you got to do. Okay. But it hit, it hit me different because I'm like, well, goodness, why, why, why are more men like me not in dental school? Why are more men like me not in med school? You know, like, why aren't we more present so people like my lovely wife can see us? In the, in the circle, she's walking walking in day in and day out. Why, why does her search have to be so limited? Right? Okay. So when I hear Sage say this, it hits me because I'm like, this is almost my wife. Not in terms of celebrating somebody not going black, but it it took me back to how I felt when my wife was sharing that with me. And now you got Sage. Sage, you would have been there championing that. And like, no, 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 no. You go, you go into that dental school and you go get anything that's not black. And I'm thinking like how that could have been influential to her at the time we were having that conversation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I don't know if any of that made sense. The emotion did. Okay. That's all I'm here for. And we know what, we know what you're here for. Thank you. How do you feel about her comments about because there was a few things she talked yeah. about how women dressed. In oh, terms of, saying like you deserve or you no. y'all know what you're doing. Oh, she wouldn't let them. She wouldn't work let's, with let's, them. Let's let's paraphrase. She was saying that women who I guess have experienced like sexual harassment, those types of things. In other words, she's like, I'm not trying to say that you're deserving, but. In so many ways, you open yourself up for that by how you're dressed, right? Caught caught some steam for that. She made some comments also on this on this recording with Jay Cutler when she talks about how she designates her race on the U.S. Census report, and she made a reference to President Obama. Did you hear about that? I did not. Where have you? Okay, you was you was you was listening to this Van Lathan's podcast. Got it. Her quotes, it quote, if they make you choose a race, what are you going to put? Well, both. Barack Obama chose black and he's biracial. Congratulations to the president. That's his thing. I think that's fascinating considering his black dad is nowhere to be found, but his white mom and grandma raised him. But okay, you do you. I'm going to do me. Listen, I'm pretty sure my white mom was there when I was born and my white family loves me as much as my black family okay did you catch that i did okay she also talked about and you did hear this part about disney requiring their employees to get vaccinated right in which she described it as sick and scary am yeah. i good yeah okay this of course uh led to her being sidelined for the rest of the week and probably as you're hearing this, she's probably back on Sports Center. Okay. 
because I think she's supposed to be returning next week, which is now this week. Okay. A statement came out at ESPN. We in de- we embrace a di- different points of view. Dialogue and discussion makes this place great. That said, we expect that those points of view be expressed respectfully in a manner that's consistent with our values and in line with our internal policies. And of course, still apologized later on, um, on Tuesday of last week, as you're hearing this, I know my recent comments created controversy for the company and I apologize. She said, we are in the midst of an extremely, extremely challenging time that impacts all of us. And it's more critical than ever that we communicate constructively and thoughtfully. Those are her words there. Thoughts in light of all that you said. Do you understand the outrage about, do you understand yes. why, do you agree with, with the decision to suspend her? Yeah. Yeah. You black? Do you? Oh, I think they're taking it easy on him, but yeah. They are. And, I mean, and you, you know, Paul you, Pierce you, got fired. That, and, oh. <laughs> and what, I mean, where is Rachel Nichols now? Big facts. I mean, she's, I Why mean, does Sage have the golden key? She knows where the bodies are buried. Think so? She knows how to pull the sword out of the stone at Disney World. <laughs> I don't get that <laughs> reference, but go ahead. But Somebody she, she can now that she's stuff. vaccinated. Okay. Because <laughs> to me. Because there are people arguing like, why is this, this Disney being woke going after her? Da, 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 da. This, this to me, Walker... This seems like an intentional smear campaign on on Sage. I think like I feel like she's doing this to herself. <laughs> it's a self-inflicted smear yeah, campaign. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it, guys. We you've talked about it before. I think you delivered it eloquently about issues going on at Disney slash ESPN. Okay. There's gotta be some organizational issues there. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I was listening to uh, on Dan Levitar. There was like like a quick video on YouTube I saw where, of course, <laughs> he got Jamel Hill's comments, and he was like, "I don't want to. I want to treat you like put you in this position, Jamel, where everything that happens on happens with a black person, I come grab you for it." But she was like, "No, it's all good." The problem that most businesses have is that businesses try to play both sides. In all things And there's some time there, there comes a point in time where That works against you Because there's really not another side To some issues Right And so in your attempt to be objective Or play the, the other side That really doesn't exist But maybe making a lot of noise You run the risk Of doing something What ESPN may have done here Or Disney did here Right. As you said, I'm surprised they did. They they wasn't even they didn't discipline her even further as in fire her. Right. Because of how it could potentially be perceived, because, you know, there's always two sides of this politically. So you don't want to piss off the right. Because this is going to be perceived as you being catering to the left. 
So you try to straddle the fence. We'll suspend you here. We'll put out a statement. Hope it blows over. Bring it back so that everyone's happy. We did something with that with Sage. We didn't piss off the other side by not firing her. You enjoy the rest of your vacation this week, Sage. That's how you play both sides. If you're a business, because you're in business to make what money, money from and both you, sides. And so she get administrative leave with pay. With pay. The woke crowd gets gets a little bit of satisfaction. The other side gets a little something too. They'll complain a little bit. Both sides complain a little bit, but you know, no one's really angry. So yeah. What you got, Gat? Damn. Did that, I just articulate it? I mean, you did, and it makes sense, and I get it. Okay. You want to just Jeopardy music as you ponder this? You, you no, no. It's it. You know, sometimes that's to settle in for me. <laughs> we know. I guess my thing with Sage is, I have realized just how confused of an individual she is. Yes, she is confused or maybe we're confused no she's confused and she's maybe confusing you and us but she's confused she's the source of the confusion okay i'm, I'm trying to play both sides it, was it also that it was mentioned your that, business is that what now did she also was it part of what she said that like depending on how like some of the like maybe like an intern or someone coming up to like work under her depending on how they dress she would choose whether or not to aid them or not it seemed like that was part of the conversation maybe too. yeah yeah, it, it it was a lot that was it was a lot that was just off. It was almost like she was anti-black and sort of like anti-female also, which is weird, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Confusion. It's just confused. Okay. Any speculation on like why? Why? Yeah. Like why? Why? Why did Sage decide to put out a diss track now? <laughs> on on black people. Or? On everything. On well, everything? this is not a diss track. This is a mixtape. This is Gangster Grizzles. Well, I guess if you ask... She got an album? If you ask the right questions at the right time with the person without the right filter, this is what you would get. Right. So, I, I don't guess we tip our hats I, I, to Jay Cutler? I don't understand why people would be upset. I mean, of course... I don't understand why people would be upset that ESPN did take action. Like, again, I felt like she got it easy. Yeah. She got a vacation, right. basically. Right. I couldn't imagine speaking out publicly about, you know, we talked about how I felt about coming back to work. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I've been real coy about my opinions. Off, off air, y'all know how I truly feel. <laughs> right? But when these cameras are on, I told that company line. Right? Because they pay me. And they have, they reserve the right to be petty with me any given time they want to. Right? All right. For some reason, Sage forgot. She forgot that. That that's a thing. Yeah, it's different though. Sage got immunity. We'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see. What, what, Black? I mean, it could be that, and I don't know if, what the future holds, but like, I don't think she's going to be at ESPN much longer. That's what yeah, I was about to say. Because she's been slowly being moved, like, from the main time slots to, like, what she's, like, noon now. When she's people, on noon with people. That's what know. I'm thinking. It's like her saying, I dare y'all to fire me. And if you fire me, great. Great for everybody. Like, that's what I feel like the I, energy is with this. I think she's evolved beyond ESPN. 
because her strongest opinions have nothing to do with the sport. With sports. You think she could be like, was it Will Kane? That's a bar. Maybe, 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 but I can see, I can see her being on like one of those talk shows. What talk shows? The View. Giving, <laughs> giving, giving that that different perspective. She, she, she couldn't be on the View. They run her off the View. <laughs> well, they run them all off eventually. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right? So what I'm saying is, is that. But but again, I just don't see her as a person who has something to contribute from a sports standpoint. It's always some social issue. That's what it is. It's always some social issue that's going on. So I just think she's evolving beyond where she currently is. That's why I don't see her being there long. And she's very comfortable with expressing that opinion, even if it's to her detriment. And she has an audience. It's just, That's what it's I'm not saying. The ESPN audience. Whoever she she because she knows what she's going for I after mean, this. Jay Color sees it. I mean, he called her. Well, she knows where she's going after this, and she knows this is this is what they want right now. Yeah. And she will augment the optics. I will say this because we do have different people listening. Is the reason why it was very offensive, and and I, I liked how you brought in the whole podcast with uh with van latham yeah is she is like again i said this before she's just a confused woman because i've seen her on one end say i'm biracial but then when she's talking to what's her name what's the girl bachelorette bachelorette rachel Lindsay. rachel Lindsay. Yeah. all of a sudden she's a black woman right i'm biracial one moment but then I get pissed off with ESPN last year when they do a special on race, but don't invite her. Which is it? Which is it, Sage? Are you biracial or are you black? Right? Sage still also has made statements saying that the only racism, this is when I knew she was confused. The only racism that I've experienced has been from black people. <laughs> this is when I know you're confused. Yeah. If you're black, then it's not racism, Sage. They just don't like you. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the color of your skin. It's because of what comes out of your mouth. I am the least racist person in this room. What is- <laughs> <laughs> She's confused. And when and when it comes to and, and what I what I always use these teachable moments, I mean whether or not you want it or not, but People tend to side eye black people who have black and white parents or black and other parent. Black people tend to side eye that person when they say I'm biracial. You side eye? Uh, not now. I've been guilty of that for sure. Well, 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 nuance comes into play, right? This is why I'm here. In and of itself, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging both sides right if you're proud of being black but you're proud of being whatever it is you're mixed with white where your roots trace from where you can be swedish irish if you that's that's you right you didn't get a chance you didn't get to choose what you would be that's who your parents are right 
So if you're proud of being black and you're proud of what you're mixed with, I don't have a problem with that. Here's where it becomes a problem is when I see you distance, it appears yourself, try to distance yourself from blackness. And sometimes people use that I'm biracial as an opportunity to distance themselves away from anything black. Almost as if it's self-hatred. Why else would why else would Sage go out of her way to say that to Rachel? Why would Sage still go as far to say what she said about Barack Obama's father? That had nothing to do with you. Do you have issues with your black father? Are you projecting much? So that, that's the issue that most black people have with Sage. Sure, we know everyone knows you're biracial. I mean, we can look at you and tell, okay? That's fine, but it just seems like when it comes to celebrating, has anyone ever seen her champion blackness? Well, the one time she tried, they didn't. The ESPN said, nah. <laughs> Because you haven't been championing blackness up to this point. So ESPN had it right in that. We don't need you being on the show being a problem. Because mm. every time you open your mouth on social issues, it's clear where you stand. Right. Right? And it's not with black people. So why are we at, why would we invite you to this show, Sage? You've made it clear not to invite you. But all of a sudden you want to be black when you get left out. You black again. Okay. She just confused. And that's why a lot of people don't see it for her because she flip flops. When it's convenient for her to be black, she wants to be black. When it's convenient for her not to be black, she's biracial. Am I wrong? No, you're right. Okay. Sorry, I just had to make note of our title. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying with her. It's just, it's eh, whatever, whatever. But. I hope she enjoyed wherever she did for a vacation. I mean, I'm sure it was nice. You expect an on-air apology when she gets back? Who's listening? At noon? I usually watch The Herd at noon. There you go. The whole different network. What's next? Is it me? Yep. I only have one other thing. Did that you? Was, that was a lot to unpack. Yeah. Uh, did you have y'all heard uh, Dave Chappelle? Have y'all seen Dave Chappelle's The Closer no. special yet? <laughs> yeah, you have. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Have you heard about so, the backlash he's caught? No, which, from which group this time? LGBT, the LGBTQ community. Yes, Alphabet. Oh, people. for the comments on the baby. No. Comments on the baby and the trans people. Probably. Yeah, trans. Yeah. Are we going to discuss this? Because my my sentiments here are very simple. Well, do you do you know what it is? No. Do you want it's not gonna it's not gonna change my sentiments. Okay. What's your sentiment? Simply put, Dave is the purple unicorn when it comes to stuff like this. He gets a pass for some reason. There you know, because we heard it when he was calling them the alphabet people. There was outlash. I shouldn't have said that. Huh? I shouldn't have said that. I don't know. They don't know what you look like. True. By design. But when when he said that. There was outlash. People were mad about it. And he came out with another special. Yeah. I mean, like, 
Dave can do this. That's all I have to say. And this this is you're probably not, just the latest instance of that. You're not wrong. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, listen, I, I aspire. I aspire to get to the place where Dave Chappelle is, where I have FU money. Where I can just say what I want to say. And it doesn't mean that people won't be upset. But it definitely means that you're not in control of my destiny as a result of what I say. Why are they upset this time? Do you have any more details? It. <laughs> the baby's comments was the baby shot a dude in Walmart. Yeah, I did hear about that. Now, I didn't like the context. He didn't add context to it because it was in self-defense. The charges were dropped against him. Deep, though. So you can shoot a dude, a black dude, kill a black dude, career is okay. But you offend a trans person, get him out of here. Right? That was his that was his overall point with that part. That I think there was another I haven't seen it all. Okay, I don't want to spoil it for you then. Because the thing about it is is like he explains in detail that he's not a trans per he's not against trans people he's not transphobic at all he explained that during the special but i guess people didn't pay attention to that part selective well let me ask you this though let me ask you this i i have two two first off i already made my point about i aspire to get to where dave is in terms of of having the resources where i can just speak like i can just be like eh, i'll say it huh like and life will go on it's not like i'm gonna be fired from anything right Second thing is, second question is rhetorical. Y'all may not have an answer, but I just, if, if I'm off, I give you two permission to let me know I'm off. Okay. Are we, should we just end comedy as it is? Is yeah. comedy dead? Yes. End it. Is, are we killing comedy with, with, with this outrage? With culture? sensitivity? Yes. Are we killing it? Because it's just jokes. We could get offended at the fact that he used the N-word countless times. Right. I'm guessing he did that. Oh, yeah. He spreads it he, around. He, he jokes on every... He don't, he, the whole special wasn't... If you was watching the headlines, you thought he went for an hour talking about the LGBTQ community. He did not. But does he have a point, though? Does Dave? Yeah. Oh, I think he does. In, in this context, in, term, in terms of the social reception, sure. In terms of social reception, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, yeah, yeah. They're val- so you're, they're validating his point, right. obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. But also, too, if you're fighting for equality, shouldn't you have equal access to these jokes as well? Exactly. Or you just only want the good parts of equality. Because with all the messed up stuff that happened to us black folks, I can laugh at a Dave Chappelle joke about us. I get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he talked about women. Like, women, sh- all women should hate him based on his. But it's a joke. 
Mm-hmm. It's a joke. It's a joke. And the genius of Dave Chappelle is he takes those touchy topics and make you laugh at it. That's the genius of him. And I he's evolved. He's not just a comedian now. Like he's in a space. I think we're still trying to figure out what Dave is now. He's not just a comedian, clearly. But the way he can bring you to a certain point that is so thought provoking yet funny at the same time is the genius of him. I mean, because he started off talking about how the reason why he had it at the location that he had it is because he talked about that city so bad. Like he owed it to them to come back. Sorry. (laughs) So I'm back here and it was packed. Right. 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 They understood when he talked about Detroit, it was jokes. It was jokes. He talks about us all. The most inwardish thing he ever did was get the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Let me have the one. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. The third best. <laughs> I, give me the one the homeless people have. You see what I'm saying? It's working out so far. <laughs> 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 see what I'm saying? Like it's jokes. So if we if if is it really about equality? No, nah, because if, if we can laugh at ourselves, shouldn't they be able to laugh at themselves also? That's 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 all I got about that. You don't have anything else yet? As you're checking your phone? Yeah. It's on you. Wifey's texting me about something. Oh. Um need to pause? Nope. It's on you. The only other thing I had was this um this HBCU funding in this infrastructure bill. Trash. 18 former NBA players arrested for allegedly defrauding the elite's health and welfare benefit plan. Can we do something a little different? What? Can can I just hear your thoughts on this? Trash. Because <laughs> that's not what this show is about. All right. It's not about hearing your thoughts on things. It's about each. We're having a conversation. Both both thoughts are required. Who hey? Who's on the Who's on the logo? Okay. Shout outs, <laughs> Walker. My shout out is Tiny Adawumi. Who is he? Kudos on pronouncing that, by the way. Yeah. Oh, did you know about him? No. Okay. He is an eleven-year-old chess grandmaster, and Walker. At the time of this recording. He is, um, gosh, I want to get this right. He is a Grandmaster Norm, a rating of 2,500 steps away from being the youngest ever chess Grandmaster. I don't know what any of that means, but he's close and he's got a shot at doing it. Check this out, Walker. Tani's family are Nigerian refugees who fled uh, to New York during Boko Boko Haram. Okay. Uh, So they get to New York. They're homeless. They have nothing. Everything they had, they used to get here. So while in a homeless shelter, they still find a way for Tani to attend public school. School he attended had a chess program that he attended 
through the brilliance of his father who got the registration we faved that the registration fee waived that they could not afford at the time so tani immediately fell in love with the game of chess walker this article states that tani was practicing seven to ten hours a day chess outside of his chess club at school so check this out man here's where it gets really crazy so tani of course you practice that much you're gonna get good so he starts winning these local tournaments state tournaments regional tournaments some national tournaments hence his grandmaster status he takes all this energy he's getting through his chess success creates a platform to bring awareness to his family situation of being homeless from Nigeria they raise well in excess of six figures based off of his platform from playing chess dude this kid in less than a year will be the youngest chess grandmaster ever it gets no doper than that to to add to that 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 platform their goal was only fifty thousand dollars yeah are you fact checking me black no i'm just trying to enhance it are you black checking me so my shout out goes to Cody and Isom, known as Mr. C, not the DJ up in New York. He is a 28-year-old kindergarten teacher at Malcolm X Academy in San Francisco's Bayview District. He's an engaging teacher who's made learning fun for his students, and he's also working along with other organizations to help create diversity in the teaching profession. I stumbled across this story just searching for a shout out and it had to do with kind of like programs like Pathway to Teaching and Urban Education Academy. But one of the things that was noted in this story is that more than half of schools don't have a black teacher and less than 2% of schools have a black male educator in the U.S. according to Uh, the pathway to teaching and they are working to help build equity in the education in education by recruiting black and brown male teachers because of the impact that it has on black students particularly black males and one of the things that highlighted about mr c uh was that he's very enthused with his students his students enjoy being around him they love learning around him and the impact that that would have on young kids who look like him is to see someone that they can relate to that looks like them that that can help them learn better so shout out to brothers like him and 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 who are across the country in a profession that they're not really encouraged to be in let's just be honest but are doing the Lord's work in helping to make a positive influence for young black kids. Who played themselves? No blackjack? No, I just would. Isn't there, uh, as far as like the infrastructure bill, they're supposed to be, no, that's loan forgiveness for public servants. Like, we ain't coming to talk about that. Maybe that goes through that would encourage more black men in the Maybe if it'll forgive that loans, maybe so you can talk. Gotcha. Um, player of the week. Mine is short and sweet Walker, but it's very, very light and entertaining. 
kind of in a criminal way. Uh, Samuel Brown of Southern California, Fountain Valley to be exact. Walker, you know, I've got a level of empathy for people in adverse situations. And I try to achieve a level of understanding when I hear about things they do to try to get themselves out of adverse situations. Is that fair? Sure. Okay. So enter Samuel Brown. I'm sure this man is in in an adverse situation in terms of his uh, money, finance, capital, whatever. So Samuel gets the idea to write a note. Take it to the bank, demanding cash. The bank complies, and according to this article, hands Sam Brown a sizable amount of cash. Sam gets off in a jiffy before the cops can get there. He's good, right? Right? So we think. Seemingly, giving what what I've... Okay. So, thinking of me if I'm the situation, like, if I if I get off with this... I'm gonna lay low, right? Maybe, maybe flee or go somewhere, whatever. Not Sam. Sam wakes up the next morning and he thinks to himself, "Man, that went so well yesterday. I'm gonna try it again with the same bank." <laughs> so Sam comes back, same note. <laughs> Walks in, slides it. <laughs> As the article says, as the bank teller was showing Sam that she was putting a lot of money into a bag just as he requested, taking her sweet time, the authorities were alerted. They came in. They identified Sam as the man who robbed him the day before. Sam. Sam. You idiots. I can't make this stuff up, Walker. I can't. Wow. My player of the week, their name is unknown, but they do give a name by the name of M.O. Okay. Based on her claims, um, this, this can be a little morbid at first, but Based on her claims, she and her then partner, who's identified as MB, had a night of passion. And it got real hot and heavy uh, to where they could even get back to the house or the hotel or wherever. Oh, so, I'm liking this walker. So they ended up uh, doing the nasty in a 2014 Hyundai Genesis. <laughs> Back in late 2017, almost four years ago. Okay. okay. S- simple night, right? Right. I mean, a little spice. A little spice. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, a little kink, right? Unfortunately, in 2018, MO was diagnosed with human papillomavirus or HPV, which she claims she contracted during the car rendezvous. With her then lover. Sounds morbid, right? Yeah. A little sad and unfortunate. Goodness. You know, you just kind of deal with that and however you can. But why she's getting player of the week is 
the woman has since submitted a coverage claim to the man's insurance company, Geico, for $1 million because the vehicle, which is under uh, MB's name, is insured by that company. So because she contracted HPV in another man's car, she feels that Geico owes her damages. When car insurance is in place, whenever the vehicle gets damaged due to using it, in other words, the engine is running. Oh, okay. Right? Not using it for... Well, there were two engines running. Three. Uh, you know. But... Some player of the weeks are just self-explanatory. Um, Fred? You big dummy! I foresee that this being thrown out and of course Geico is countersuing her obviously to have it thrown out so I guess now that she involved Geico does it like become public record now like they, we're going to get names in the future <laughs> if it sees its way through probably yeah I thought about sitting on this but I have a feeling this is not going to get for far. No. So, yeah. You got anything else, man? That's all I got, Walker. Great pod. I would have to agree with you, good it's sir. the best one you've done today. Oh, thanks. Well, there's another one after this, so. Really? No. Okay. Guys, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to the latest and greatest. Do us a favor. Follow us, subscribe to us on whatever streaming platform that you are using to stream this podcast on. Guys, you can also find us on social media as well. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at the tipping point, T H A tipping point one word. Yes. And please go out to YouTube and subscribe to us out there as well. And with that, hit my music. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. Let us go in peace. Be safe out there in those streets. Have a great productive week. And as always, I am Caesar Walker. That guy over there is Ronnie Gatchery, and we are the Tipping Point Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Mm-hmm.